Hello and welcome to Mum of Three. So I've like stopped eating my dinner at 10.04pm because it's like the only time I get to eat my dinner, being a mother, um, just to do a podcast with you guys. Now full disclosure or disclaimer, um, this is talking about a sensitive situation so if you haven't already seen the um, podcast title yet, um, now's your chance to skip to a different podcast if you're a bit sensitive on the issues of depre- um, depression, suicide and self-harming. So here goes, as the description states, this is about self-harming and suicide and how it's all linked up to anxiety and depression. Um, or how, when, when I mean how, I'm, I'm talking about myself here guys, okay, because I'm not a professional, full disclaimer, I'm not a professional on this shit. Um, but if you're having trouble and you need professional advice, I would highly suggest that you go seek professional advice from your specialists. Um, so yeah, I'm talking about suicide and depression, uh, all of that today and um, self-harm because I'm currently going through a situation where it's led me to re-self-harm again. I started self-harming when I first developed depression when I was 14. Um, due to the fact that I'd gone back into mainstream school and because I was at another school, um, an all-girls school, sorry, bit of a runny nose today, and yes, sorry about the background noise guys, I am in my kitchen today, it's a lot more quieter down here because I went down to my bedroom to do this and my seven-year-old kept coming in and out of the bedroom so I was like, well, no, can't do it there. Anyway, as I was saying, um, yeah, so I started self-harming around 14 and it got really, really bad and quite chronic up until 17 and um, I sort of about 18-ish pulled myself out of it um, and then it wasn't like I've had on and off spells between the age of 18 up until the age of 29 um, still off and on issues with self-harming and just recently I've had it really bad and I now know who's my trigger and I've noticed looking back at my history with self-harming that every time I've turned to self-harming it's always because of this particular person who happens to be related to me um, and some of them some of them have been my own fault for allowing this person back in my life thinking that they'd changed and giving myself hope that I could you know repatch shit with this person and have them back in my lives again only just to have shit at the fan and I'm the asshole situation even though I'm not um yeah so anyway getting back on track um the reasons why people with depression especially self-harm it's not for attention it's not to say hey look at me I'm doing shit to myself please you know please look at me it's not that at all for most of us I'm assuming most of us because the people I've met and come across who have been through the same doorway as me um, do it for the same reasons and those are because we either now there's two main reasons why we do this um one of them being 
is we feel so physically numb that we want to feel actual physical pain so that we actually feel like we're alive, feel like we exist on this planet. Um, or, you know, and for me, sometimes it was like I was punishing myself. Like, you did this wrong, so you have to be. Oh, I think that was one of my main reasons while at, um, while growing up when I was younger. I always thought it was my fault because I was being bullied, and I always thought it was my fault because my family member I was living with never helped me with my bullying situation. Um, and I'd always get yelled at and told to piss off and all kinds of other things. So I would turn to self-harm, thinking, this is my fault, so... I must punish myself for it, as well as it gave me a sense of release, because if I wasn't crying and feeling numb, I was feeling physical pain, and yeah, but the downfall of that physical pain was um, it didn't last long, and my depression spells, it didn't last long, and I'd keep doing it and doing it and doing it until my entire arm or leg was just covered in burn marks. Now, a lot of people do self-harm in many different ways. Um, some scratch their skin, some cut their skin, some burn their skin, um, and some physically hurt themselves or punch themselves. Or, you know, there's many different ways um, people self-harm. Some, like the feeling of choking themselves is self-harm. Um, there's a long list. It is It is really really sad to know that there's a long list of different ways to self-harm it honestly is some people like to mutilate themselves in a sexual manner um because they feel like they're not good enough it's yeah um and one of the other reasons why if I can remember off the top of my head now I covered feeling numb self-hate um, also part of that self-hate was, you know, you're telling yourself, oh, you're not beautiful, oh, you're not handsome, or you don't have enough muscle tone, or, you know, I'm not as skinny as her, or, um, you know, so then you started taking your own body because you think you're not pretty enough, or handsome enough, or good looking enough, so you think to yourself, well, what's the point, I'm ugly, so might as well make myself more ugly. That's one of the ones I've had in the past before, and it's quite common for other other um, current self-harm uh, self harmers. And it took me a, quite a while to realise that I'm not ugly. This isn't my fault. But with the recent stuff that's happened, and I've been self-harming since probably November, December till now um, because of all of this and attempted suicide last year because of all of this because I felt like I didn't want to be here anymore and didn't want to exist. I felt like I was better off uh, away because no matter what I did, if I'd behaved myself and did absolutely nothing, if I deactivated my accounts, blah, 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 that sort of thing, this stuff still would have happened. And it did. It still did happen. And I felt like I could see no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I still do. I still don't see no light at the end of the tunnel. It is fucking hard. 
it is honestly really, really hard when you've constantly got that little voice called depression talking in the back of your head, telling you these things, and you just, you get to the point where you believe it. Um, it's just, you know, and suicide is quite a serious thing, like, when depression, when suicide is near, or attempted suicide, or even thoughts of suicide is near, um, nearby to you, it becomes an option to you, it's because your depression's dropped so low, absolutely low, and you become a selfish person, you don't even realise that you're becoming a selfish person until you've done it, or you've tried to do it, and you forget about the, those around you, you forget about those who love you and care for you, you know, you could be a parent, you know, a mother or a father with children, you you know, you forget about your children that you leave behind. You forget about the ones who really love you and care about you that are left behind. And it sucks. It honestly sucks. Because you're sitting there thinking to yourself, oh, I've just heard the washing machine go off. <laughs> it's imbalanced and I can't be bothered dealing with it. Sorry, carrying on. Um, But yeah, you go through those thoughts all the time. And you sit there think to yourself, well, if I wasn't here, then I wouldn't be putting my loved ones through this drama. If I wasn't here, my children wouldn't be seeing me in a mess. If I wasn't here, then people wouldn't have to worry about what's going on with me. If I wasn't here, the list goes on, you know. And sometimes if you know if you're a person who's not suffered from any of this it's a good thing for you to listen to because it gives you some insight on what can go on inside a suicidal thought and the thing is with us people who suffer from depression we can hide it really fucking well especially if we've been uh, with depression for many many years you know um i put a post on social media about giving up and wanting to just top myself because I'd had enough and the next day I had posted a very very old video just to try and sort of like cover my tracks in a way when I should have just deleted the first bloody post um yeah I try to act positive seem positive and yeah, um, well that's it, act positive and seem positive to the world around me and put on this mask when in reality I'm on the other side of that mask with tears running down my eyes. You know, um, some good signs for you to notice if something's up with your friends or your family is if they're not as active as they are anymore. If they're hiding away, talking less, not going out, um... If you see them and they don't look like they're well kept as what they would normally be, that's a good sign. Um, look for things like dramatic weight loss within the you know, when I mean by dramatic weight loss, I'm talking about within the last three to six months, something that would be unhealthy. Um, look for look for signs that would mean that they're self-harming, like are they covering their arms more than usual, or do they never used to cover their arms, but now they are, or they used to wear short dresses and be pretty, 
and now they're wearing jeans all the time or leggings under their dresses even if it's you know 30 degrees outside it's and even if you know you pick up on the signs don't say nothing don't move on just go up to them and quietly say even if it's just via text or via message on Facebook or via a call or privately and say hey can I talk to you to one side don't do it in front of a whole lot of people just do it quietly and say hey I think I know what's going on if you're feeling down please do call me I'm here to support you I'm here to be your friend you're not alone you're never alone I wish I had that I didn't get that until I've got a couple of friends that have told me off and on throughout the years, but I didn't get true, proper, professional support until last year. Um, I was off and on through counselling sessions and stuff like that, and um, I'd end up getting chopped and changed over all the time, and it really drove me nuts because I didn't have a set um, counsellor, which sucked. It really sucked because it would throw me off. It would throw my progress off. And yeah, so this is the other reason why I've taken to podcasting with you guys so that I can have my own little safe place to talk to you guys about my thoughts and feelings and what it's like to live with depression, anxiety and feel those niggling thoughts of self-harm and suicide. It's not great at all. It's fucking terrible. And what makes it worse at the moment for me, I've been um, painted in a bad picture, is like I'm a um, a cyber bully, you could say. And I've been bullied growing up. The last thing I want to do is be a bully. Last thing I want to do because I know what it's fucking like. And yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff. I want to give some detailed little bits here and there, but you know... That's all I can say is just basically that I've been made out to be a cyber bully. Um, so yeah, if you know anyone at all suffering from the from this, make sure you stick by them. Make sure you stick close because the one day you don't, or the one one day if you don't, they could be gone within days, minutes, hours. They can be gone in the blink of an eye, and it sucks when someone takes their own life. Because not only do you feel sorry for them because something could have been done, you feel sorry for yourself because you lost a friend or a family member. But you also feel sorry for, you know, that person's friends and family. It, It's quite a serious thing here in New Zealand. As, you know, we're one of the highest rates, you could say. But yeah. For those who are suffering and listening to this, keep strong. You've got it. You've got plenty of support around you. If you don't know if you ha- whether you have or not, go find them. Talk to friends and family. If you're worried about talking to your friends and family um, due to previous things, then go talk to your doctors. As soon as you tell your doctor, um, I'm feeling suicidal, they will immediately see you. They won't even think about charging you and they will make sure that you get the help you need. And if your doctor's not the greatest, your GP, then go straight to the hospital, tell A&E whatever and say, I'm feeling suicidal. Someone out there will help you. 
no one will turn your back on you, especially professionals. And I'm more than happy to be that person in your ear to say, you got this, you can overcome this. I'm struggling just like you are. Right, that's it from me for now. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Sorry for the weird background noise and my off voice. I've got something stuck on my throat. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Once again, I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I'm mainly on my Twitter and Facebook if you want to get more information under the same name and picture. In the meantime, thank you for listening to this rather serious sort of um, podcast. I hope I made sense to you guys. I felt like I was a little bit all over the place, but that's the joys of dyslexia and ADD mixed together. Yeah, so I will catch you guys in the next podcast. Bye.